0: Right guy here, Mentionables, coming back to you from the DeWitt Triangle conversation. Um, You're yeah. a triangle. <laughs> do not God. ever. How dare you? Uh it, we're uh you know, we're still busy keeping at it. Colin and I still got the gigs coming in. Uh Josh has finally got himself a handful of free time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I finally have a
1: vacation. Hey. And and it's not much of a vacation at all. It's really gonna be kind of a staycation. Hey, any me time is vacation. Right? Um gonna be kind of just staying at home, but I plan on putting a lot of work into the podcast. Yay. I'm really excited to have some extra time to do this. Take work
0: off to go to, to go to
1: work basically yeah i've um i've been told on multiple occasions that i'm might be married to my work i I do not consider myself a workaholic by any means but more uh, work for you means less work for me
0: (laughs) jesus
1: we've got a lot to talk about today yeah and uh, i don't think we want to waste
0: too much time yeah you guys ready so let's go you ready ready yeah you ready i'm definitely ready to move on because i am sick of these fucking episodes messing with my head a big old mentionable mystery Gosh, I'm And I'm Ryan. And today we're talking about more shit that... I more just, weird
1: shit. Maybe I... Just, more weird shit.
0: It's been too much of the weird shit, but... Uh, I love the weird shit. I mean, it is the essence
1: of the Mentionable Mysteries series. But yeah. you're right, we have been doing some kind of strange things outside of the Mentionable Mysteries. Not even
0: so much strange, just mind benders, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, Morty mind, mind benders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you've ever heard of, and I'm sure you have, if, if, if you're old enough to be listening to this podcast, you've heard of like the Bermuda Triangle. How old do you have to be to listen to our podcast? <laughs> well, we cuss way too much. You have to be this tall to ride this yeah, ride. Yeah, you definitely got to be this tall to ride the ride. Uh, yeah, you've heard of the Bermuda Triangle. The There's, what? Exactly. <laughs> and of course there's the Matlock Triangle, there's even the Michigan Triangle. And they every every single triangle, like there's there's lists of weird spooky triangles that you can find online. Yeah. I did Tons any of, of you, triangles. Did any of us look into why triangles? It's my it, one of my
1: main concerns with this whole thing is why is it, it always a triangle? Why is it not the
0: the Nana Bermuda triangle? The Bermuda the, the Bermuda rectangle. Yeah, y, oval
1: square pentagon. Yeah, why yeah, is the triangle? <laughs> <Square pentagon. laughs> It's always the triangle. I think, I think the triangle is the easiest way to do it. You pick three points that cover that area. A right, straight
0: line, but why not four?
1: Because then you've got to remember the name of four different towns. Oh fuck that! Rather than the three. <laughs> no, I really did not find anything conclusive on that. That was actually one of my main questions, and I hoped I, you know, that there Me, would be something like mind blowing about. We
0: form that. a triangle when we sit here. Triangles are
1: one of the most uh, like uh, strong geometrical shapes repeating
0: patterns it,
1: it's a very strong shape that's that's all i got all i'm saying um, is if
0: any weird shit starts happening in our triangle i got my eyes on you guys. yeah i don't
1: know uh, i guess paranormal vortexes uh, just happen in triangles <laughs> it's a triangle thing it's I a guess. triangle thing
0: the bennington triangle coined in 1992 by joseph a citro a vermont author and folklorist Occasionally referred as the Bard of the Bazaar or the Ghost Master General. He extensively researched... Ghost (laughs) Master General. Yeah, right? Yes. He extensively You will refer to me as (laughs) As the the Ghost Ghost Master Master General General. from here on out. (laughs) He's extensively researched and documented the folklore, ghost stories, paranormal activity, and occult happenings in New England. Laying in southwestern Vermont, Glastonbury Mountain, and the surrounding area, Bennington, Woodford, Shaftesbury, and Somerset, has long been considered one of Vermont's most haunted places. The Bennington Triangle is a host for imaginative stories and nightmarish first-hand accounts, UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings, weird lights, strange sounds, even an arcane stone that when stepped upon will open up and eat you whole. An arcane stone? (laughs) Yeah, an arcane (laughs) stone. That when stepped upon... We'll eat you. Yeah, we'll eat you whole. It's not just like it'll take a bite out of your leg and like you're fucked out in the wilderness and you got to get back. It's said that it eats you whole. It's like a landmine of runes. It's like Geodude. (laughs) It's It's a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. (laughs) Uh, So Glatzonbury was uh, a logging town in the 1800s. Uh, It actually is... I, I didn't fact-check everything super hard yeah, on this, yeah. but it's apparently known for having one of the steepest railroads ever built in the United States. Ooh, creepy. 250 miles up uh, for per mile for nine miles. I don't
1: like the idea of riding a steep train yeah right no that it yeah. sounds like
0: a roller coaster um <laughs> like i'm imagining like click
1: click click yeah, click, yeah, right. click, click, click. <laughs> oh shit oh shit oh shit <laughs> right. here
0: comes the draft. uh the main reason being they just they needed a way to get resources back down from this makes this sense in the mountains there right uh eventually they decided they would try and turn it into uh, a tourist town because it, the population wasn't growing it's not really the best place to live kind of thing uh, they took so the if it's not the best place to live, why would it be a great tourist spot? Right. Well, uh, you know, up in the mountains, I guess it's beautiful. Turn it into like a little, okay. you know, getaway. Scenic. Look, yeah. dude, get out of here with your logic,
1: all right? They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're, they're trying, <laughs> trying to, They're trying to run a business. Trying tell a yeah, story they're trying here. to
0: have some fun, all right? Okay. Um yeah, they turned the general store into a casino and then right across the way, uh the <laughs> logger's bunks were turned into a Obvious hotel. Obvious progression. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Store
1: into casino. Uh
0: eventually it basically it, it just turned into a ghost town. It became too much for the railways to be going up and down all the time, shit like that. Um, I don't, you know, it's not functioning anymore. You know, the railways were eventually shut down there. Right, right. Um, One family remained, the Madison family. Uh, Their house is even still for sale up there, Chateau Fayville. It is in 1800s. Oh, nobody fucking, wants to buy it. <laughs> actually, it just went up in market, uh, not too long oh, ago. Okay. So like somebody had previously already owned it, but, uh, this family, it was like family of like three or four people. Um, they okay. all, they all owned like they ran the government. They each had the seats right, taken care right. of. And eventually, uh, people found out about it, and the government, the state, was like, this isn't a town, you can't do that We're. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's not how this works. This isn't how this works. Welcome um, to Glatzenbury, <laughs> population of four. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And so eventually they, they nixed it. They were like, 1937, they're like, you're, you're not a fucking it's town like, anymore. It's a ghost town yeah. now. Um, so, going back to where all the weird shit starts, we're looking at the 1800s, um, there are a couple different weird hunting murders that I'm not going to go into super detail about, but a um, couple guys, one of them being John Harbor, they're both they're both from different stories. but each story uh, a hunter who knew the area went wandering off and the hunting party he was with, had heard noises like a fight going on and then heard a gunshot like, go off.
1: Is this like Cheney shooting
0: someone with a shotgun? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> in the yeah,
1: he's nice. <laughs> Got him got him twice. Well, so
0: they hear a tussle go off and they hear a gunshot and, and they eventually they find his body placed laying against a tree and the rifle, his rifle being next to him with, you know, the round gone out of it. Yeah. Um. To, uh, people speculated that he was moved there and the rifle being placed next to him now that's John Harbor I don't remember the other gentleman's name but again another very similar story with a hunter who was out in the wilderness and a tussle went off and they heard the gun and they found him again placed with the rifle next to him so like Extremely okay. similar kind of thing, right? Yeah, a little yeah.
1: mysterious. Yeah, a little
0: mysterious. uh So fast forward to the 1860s. Reports of a wild man coming down out of the woods would pull Ooh, back man. his coat and expose himself to women. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> the 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 forest streaker. Yeah, the, the forest. The, the wild. For, <laughs> the I'm wild streaker. Hard. Coming up with you trying wild to give him st- a moniker. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying really hard to come up
1: with something snappy, but um,
0: he would uh, apparently would be carrying a pistol, which I thought was a funny idea. Like, what you you were wearing your belt with your pistol in it still (laughs) you're totally nude besides under the trench coat is just a a belt a holster with (laughs) the
1: the bennington woods (laughs) wangler
0: yes that's that's hot fire yeah nice job uh he was eventually ran out of town uh news reports you know like newsletters and stuff from there that that i could find uh so again fast forwarding (laughs) (laughs) the bennington wangler was eventually ran out of town Nice. Um, so, again, we're moving forward a little bit into in our, our timeline here. Um, I didn't get a specific date, but this was where, you know, uh, uh, stories kind of started to tie together a little bit. A sta- uh stagecoach was taking a group of people through the mountains and you know, mountain road, stagecoach, it's probably pretty treacherous already. Yeah. And uh it was a rainy night. So got like, like things, a Red dead redemption thing. Yeah, like yeah. going on good in my image. mind right now. That's a good image. That's where we want you. Um <laughs> so <laughs> it was pouring rain to the point where like driver was having a lot of problems on the road, decided to stop, and when he stopped he realized he was seeing these huge tracks left in the the mud and everything. Um, uh, eventually he got a little bit spooked and was like, Hey passengers, I want you guys to come look at this and tell me what you see. Like, t- you know, backing and they in were and like, off. nah, I'm good yeah, it's fucking <laughs> pouring rain. I'm good, dude. Do um, your job. Uh, it's reported though. As soon as the passengers were getting out, uh, the stagecoach was rammed and it was knocked so hard that it was tilted over onto its side. Oh shit. Eventually they all were to turn and see an eight foot tall bipedal hairy man. Uh, Ooh. and it took off running into the woods. Now, obviously, Bigfoot, that's yeah, where we you got a cryptid. That's, yeah, we got a cryptid of here. some sort here. But some speculate it's the wild man that was run out of town. He took back to the woods, becoming cannibalistic, deformed, and insane, wearing animal furs, attacking stagecoaches, coming over the mountain.
1: I mean, living by yourself out in the woods for a long period of time will do weird stuff to a person's mind well and if you're nuts enough to have a trench coat and a holster with guns <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's it
0: i mean the, the, the i immediately thought man bear pig like I, you <laughs> know I, I hate to go that route but like wearing animals like furs right. i just started kind of picturing like a weird man bear in pig my head dude. i
1: was thinking jeepers creepers okay okay like knocking the I carriage like over yeah and... i hadn't gone there yeah
0: so now we're into the disappearances so this bennington triangle has i think mostly what i read was about 10 disappearances and i'm kind of almost uh like proud
1: that you have a a number a figure on that at all because i'm sure there are disappearances like within
0: all of these stories right well and it's you know it's the wilderness too and it's 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 big it's not like this isn't just a small wooded area you know this is a state forest this is a mountain. Obviously, people are gonna go missing. Impressed, Shit's gonna happen. Not proud, yeah. <laughs> you could be proud of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud too, this. I guess. But yeah, uh, ten people. They speculate a lot of them uh, were like things that didn't necessarily involve the triangle. So some of them were kind of left out of a lot of the 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 stuff that I was reading. But the four big ones that I I grabbed here. So disappearance number one. Seventy four year old native Middle Rivers worked as a fishing and hunting guide. While leading four hunters back to camp, he got a bit ahead no big deal right dude's a native he's a hunter not not a big deal uh his he might hunting, track his way back yeah, to him you know his hunting party figured uh, they would catch up with him back at camp upon their return they began to panic when he was nowhere to be found police and a group of volunteers combed the area for hours rivers was an experienced woodsman so they were fairly confident they would find him in no time search attempts continued for over a month and no trace was ever found Local lore has it that Rivers disappeared near Blackford Hollow, the same place that John mm-hmm. Harbor was murdered. Blackford Dang. Hollow. Yeah, right? That's a cool name. It's kind right? of a spooky it's, name. It's a spooky name. But yeah, yeah. It's the same, so the, the, local lore has it that he went missing with the same place where the you know, first gentleman, the okay. hunter, was found dead with the rifle placed next to him. Right. So the next disappearance is the most infamous of all in the Bennington Triangle, 18-year-old Paula Weldon. December 1st, 1946, Paula left her dorm at Bennington College to hike the Long Trail. Eyewitnesses claim she was easy to spot, sporting a bright red coat. Plenty of people saw her that day, including on the Long Trail itself. Monday came, and she didn't return to her classes. The college called the sheriff's department, 400 students and faculty members assembled, and helped look for the Dang, missing class. that's a, that's a big that's a, search yeah, party. Yeah, that's a powerful... A gun. search party of 1,000 people bloodhounds helicopters and even a clairvoyant combed the area for weeks whoa <laughs> they even released a five thousand dollar reward uh on december 22nd all efforts came to an end there was no body no clothes no evidence nothing dang it, it's pretty intense the quality of paula weldon's search party was met with scrutiny and because of this it led to the formation Wait, what the quality? The quality of it yeah yeah was met with scrutiny, and because of this, it was led. Uh, it led to the formation of the Vermont dude, State there's gotta Police.
1: Be, there's got to be people reported missing that aren't searched in that like in that uh, overwhelming amount of
0: force, right. For weeks, yeah, weeks. dude. Weeks, yeah. If I mean, at all
1: ever, and they did. It sounds like I they mean, did that like the second they realized she was gone. They, I were mean, the like, way that boom, well, let's go. Well, insane. they did say
0: Monday, so let's say she left on Friday. We're talking a few days after, yeah, sure, but but, so like, but the but second like they, they realized. They yeah. took action, you know, but
1: all these people were just like in, in like well, you got a bunch of College like, kids—they were probably it's all getting just like stoned. a hike out. No,
0: no shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like it said, it led to the formation of the Vermont State Police. Uh, yeah. There are also people to this day that believe it's bad luck to wear red while hiking Gladstonbury Mountain. No shit. Eight-year-old Paul Jepsen, Columbus Day, 1950. Paul was waiting for his mother and his family's pickup at a dump that his family owned when his mother returned he was gone like paula weldon paul was said to be wearing a red jacket Uh oh don't do it so he should have been Uh-oh, easy to little spot red riding hood <laughs> <laughs> mrs jepson couldn't find him anywhere and of course in her panic called authorities hundreds of town folks town folk joined the search scanning the dump and the surrounding roads eventually heading to the mountains just a quick dump scan just a quick dump scan you know Uh, They began a double-check system. As soon as one group finished searching an area, another group would come behind and recomb the area. Even Coast Guard planes were brought in. Ain't nobody fucking questioning the quality of this Yeah, yeah, don't fuck with this one. (laughs) I mean, that's how I felt about the first one. Yeah, right? A thousand people? I mean, fuck, man. Uh, But all was useless. Bloodhounds borrowed from the New Hampshire State Police lost Paul's scent at the intersection of East and Chapel Roads. Local lore says that Paul's scent was actually lost in the same place... Paula Weldon was last seen. Eventually, what? following suit of the other searches, it was called off. Paul's father did disclose a particular piece of information after the search. Paul had mentioned that he had an inexplicable yen to go into the mountains lately yen a yen I'm assuming a calling you know okay. it, 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 it that's says in conning. context that's what it yeah. sounds like yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. never heard that used I, before I thought the same thing when I read that but again I just I, I applied it to the context okay so assumed. he's got some weird draw yeah this 8 year old kid apparently kept saying that he had this feeling to go to the mountains. Right. I mean uh-huh. that's weird yeah pretty fucking weird um, some speculate that the pigs at the dump ate him and his clothes other thinks that uh, he was kidnapped at the east and Chapel Roads and took off in a vehicle and that's why they lost the scent right our fourth one takes place just two weeks later, on October 28th. 53-year-old Frida Langer had left her family's camp east of Glastonbury Mountain to go hiking with her cousin. She was an experienced woodsman, or woodswoman, I don't know how yeah, you would say woods it. Person. woods person <laughs> And was completely familiar with the area. <laughs> About a half mile from camp, she slipped and fell into a stream. She decided to hike the short half mile back to camp, change her clothes, and come uh, catch back up.
1: Yeah, she never returned.
0: Solid choice, except you're in the Bennington Triangle. Bad choice. (laughs) When her cousin got (laughs) considered, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) When her cousin got back to camp, he was startled to learn that not only had she never come back, but no one ever saw her come out of the woods. Local authorities were quick to launch another search, alarm to another unfathomable disappearance in the area. Once again, all efforts proved to be. (laughs) It's alright. It's your first one. You're doing great. once again all efforts proved to be hopeless they found nothing the Bennington banner picked up the story and raised a disturbing question how did Langer disappear completely in an area she was so familiar with right, right. Like every single one of these yeah. places yeah.
1: that people know like the back of their hand yeah. like, you these know. aren't
0: people who are unfamiliar with the area they've lived there, they've been there the girl's going the to college trails. there yeah. yeah, they camp there and that's the other thing is this long trail that you know, I keep bringing up it was, it, personally to me like, fuck no, dude. I would never go. I, if anybody were to tell me right now, like, oh, I'm going to Gladstonbury Mountain. I'm going to hike the long trail. I'd be like, hey, dude. Put on a red coat. Don't. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you wear a red coat. <laughs> um. So many theories. Uh, obviously, human imagination just running wild. Rampant. And, and, yeah. and, and obviously, news reporters and people taking it and turning it every which way they can and spinning it for more content. What's weird to me is... She didn't have far to go to get to her campsite, right? No, it was at a half mile back.
1: Yeah, that's and, nothing. And she already knows the area to begin with. It's not like she's going to get lost and then decide like even if she were to get lost, she's not going to like go Running around like in a, a five mile, right. 10 mile, 20 mile. mile could she square? possibly have How gone? Far could she have gone? right?
0: And if you're an experienced woods person, wouldn't you kind of know to just it's like getting lost in a Sit Walmart still. when you're a kid? Stay still, find yeah. stay still,
1: holler, whistle,
0: whatever yeah, you got. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you know, with imagination running wild, um, could the Bennington monster still be stalking the slopes, carrying its victims to some cave on the mountain? In 2003, Winooski residents Ray Dufresne i apologize ray ray <laughs> Ray Dufresne saw something on his drive down route 7 near glastonbury what he first thought was a homeless man stumbling around in a snowsuit turned into a full-on bigfoot story plenty more Hell say- yeah <laughs> plenty more sightings have been passed down from the bennington area all which remain unaccounted for other people say maybe they were swallowed whole by the enchanted stone I mentioned at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you
1: do. I mean, you
0: never know when that's going to happen. Yeah. You gotta be (laughs) real careful with the enchanted, uh, native American stones. You know what I mean? Watch out for Pokemon. Uh, God damn it. Of course, alien abductions are definitely involved. That's uh, on the table. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Many reports of UFO sightings and strange lights in the sky have been spotted over Glastonbury Wilderness over I the mean, last century.
1: I'm not gonna lie. When you mention that feller's uh, sent disappearing at that intersection, yeah, yeah. my first thought was abduction. Yeah, you know, just
0: you know, tractor beamed him yep. right up into right. the spaceship. Yeah, not kidnapping, just UFOs. Um, most notably, a flying silo. <laughs> shaped... Yeah, that makes the most sense. <laughs> most notably, a flying silo-shaped anomaly was seen over the skies of Bennington by Don Pratt in 1984, which seems to be the go-to example for extraterrestrial sightings in the area. American journalist and ufologist John A. Keel. Uf- uf- ufologist. Ufologist. O- ufologist. Ufologist. You, you, you know the guy who talks about UFOs. John A. Keel <laughs> used the term window areas to describe some sort of interdimensional doorway or vortex into another world. New England seems to have a fair share of them. The legendary Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts, which has a similar phenomenon, and the summit of Mount Washington are two of the most notable. OK, of course, the easy answer, the reason why we make up these stories to hide the truth. Right. You know, to, 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 to come up with something so imaginable that we can hide from the horror of the reality of things. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Mask it in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I suppose. So uh, a serial killer, the Bennington Ripper and the mad murder of the long trail were all monikers given to the possibility of a suspect that lurked in the wild. No evidence has ever been found to prove this, and obviously at the time in the nineteen fifties and stuff, serial killer wasn't a term that we we knew and used. That wasn't something that we profiled. Right, and the Bennington Ripper—that's—that's. I mean, Jack the Ripper, I guess, is what you think of. But that's a pretty rad. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? But yeah, so obviously. If this was a serial killer, the, the law enforcement at the time didn't know what to look for or how to document right. that evidence properly, how to profile somebody for that. Right, that so, sort of yeah. forensics wasn't a thing at yeah. that time. so that kind of falls apart there. It could have been a serial killer up yeah. there who was constantly, you know, it falls within a timeline where somebody could have been of age in those areas right. doing it's that, plausible. you know. Some say, near the former village of South Glatzenberry, there are a few old wells that Maddie Rivers could have accidentally tumbled down while on his hunting trip. His party, being unfamiliar with the area, never thought to check. Which well is it, Lassie? <laughs> I had to do it, right? We had to do a Lassie, Jimmy's yeah, right? in the well. Yeah. They also, um, you know, kind of speculate, you know, there's like caves and stuff around there that people could have gone to, to to hide out in when they got lost and nobody searched those caves, things right. like that. You know, it's it's a huge wilderness. It's obvious it's easy for people to get lost as we right so something very strange though the body of frida langer did eventually appear seven months after she had vanished but sadly this wouldn't be of any help it was in an area that the search parties knew they had combed thoroughly near the floodgates of somerset reservoir it was a completely open area anything there would have been impossible to miss and yet here she was or what was left of her her remains were in such a gruesome condition Whoa. that no cause of death could ever be determined. Dang. Yeah. Like, so decomposed, right? Yeah, like, probably point. seven months decom- decomposition and whatever had happened to her, you know. How the fuck did they miss it, though, you know, right? Uh, yeah, I exactly. That's just it. It's like, it, they, they couldn't have, so. Hmm. uh, Yeah, to wrap it all up, uh, today, Glastonbury, that area, Bennington, all that, uh, most people in those towns will tell you that these are just stories they walk down those trails they hike those trails all the time there's nothing out of the ordinary obviously there are people who are convinced there are things going on but they still live there and live their normal life and you know just kind of yeah they they don't pay it any mind they don't pay it any attention you know uh, out of sight, out of mind. Not my chair, not my problem. Kind right. of. Thing. Well, in <laughs> any weird area
1: that you have with, like, strange anomalies or phenomena or whatever, there are always going to be people that are still living there, just living their everyday right. lives, you know? Yeah,
0: I think I had actually read there's, like, eight people who still live up in the mountain. There's, like, eight residences. And, mm-hmm. and they actually love it up there because people stay away, Yeah. you know, yeah, with yeah. it being native uh you Very know isolated possible native curses on on the, on the mountain <laughs> oh, and everything yeah, yeah you're definitely yeah. going to have your seclusion up there yeah and i don't know if i mentioned that they they talked about the native americans had only used the mountain area for burials they said that the land was cursed and um, hunters actually talk about crosswinds that hit you at the summit of the mountain and they said it's extremely disorienting which i've never really heard of like disorienting yeah, winds. crosswinds making you disoriented but yeah, yeah i mean apparently it, there's a lot of hunters and people who are experienced who like know like this isn't a good area to be okay you know? okay things like that
1: earlier on you had talked about uh like why the fuck are triangles the the shape why is that yeah. the geometric and you know we had wanted a a fun answer for that i didn't actually find anything conclusive like i said about triangles but I did
0: stumble upon something called the Vile Vortices. The Vile Vortices. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a dope band. <laughs> going to see Vile Vortices going- tonight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> In 1968,
1: Ivan Terence Sanderson introduced the concept of the Vile Vortex. Vile Vortices are anomalic regions regularly distributed around the Earth where a disproportionate amount of strange phenomena occur, including disappearances ufo sightings like you said supernatural activity uh sanderson suggested these phenomena could be attributed to wrinkles in time (laughs) gravitational (laughs) or magnetic
0: aberrations a glitch in the simulation
1: extraterrestrial or mysterious underwater people what
0: okay yeah (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah so sanderson also cataloged 12 vile vortices so this
0: bro this dude's just he's blaming the bermuda triangle on the atlanteans is that what you're telling me there was <laughs> definitely some talk of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. mer people god damn it of course the mer people always fucking shit up so he catalogs 12
1: vile vortices i'm not gonna go through the entire list because that's a lot where's aquaman the, when you need him? You right I mean? yes yes <laughs>
0: i'm gonna start blaming mermaids for everything <laughs> It's just, your life is just crumbling around you. Everything's going wrong. Your your vehicle's broken down, and you're just sitting there like, "Fuck, Fuck you, mermaids!" Fucking, fucking mer people, dude. God damn them. Yeah, yeah. So the first two in the, the the twelve
1: of the vile vortices that he cataloged were the Bermuda Triangle, of course, that we all know of, and that fucking you know we're not going to talk about a whole bunch. But the second was the Devil's Sea. Mm. Uh, they are were also included like the Indus Valley, Great Zimbabwe. The Easter Island island megaliths, mm, okay, and also the North and South Pole, which are apparently anomalous. I don't really know.
0: Huh. Uh, not well, a, I know Santa there... lives at the North Pole,
1: and there's elves there. Sure, yeah. Or That's I was pretty... even thinking like Lovecraftian, no. like the Cthulhu. <laughs> well,
0: right. I just uh, what kind of
1: reports or claims are coming yeah, out of exactly. the North or South right, Pole? Right. You know, I just maybe just ask, because of magnetic. you know... Is Santa
0: a cryptid? is that yes yeah is that a yeah is okay a lot of cryptozoologists are still looking for claws (laughs) still looking for santa himself hell yeah dude i mean i'm i'm there for it so the devil's sea or uh the dragon's triangle (sighs) that's funny i wrote devil's triangle and then i was like oh that's not right but okay yeah yeah close so the dragon's (laughs) triangle
1: or the devil's sea Devil's uh, Triangle, Dragon Sea. Known as the Dragon's Triangle, possibly after uh, centuries-old Chinese legend. According to myth, powerful dragons exist at the bottom of the sea. Their movement can churn up massive rogue waves, raging whirlpools, thick fog, and sudden squalls out of clear blue skies. Whoa, yeah. Also, the Japanese named it Mano Umi, the Japanese, not the Chinese. So mm-hmm. they, they're like a uh, varying... Uh, possibilities as to where the the actual name or where the actual location even of the triangle oh. is in of oh itself. great
0: so we don't even know where it is it's, that's it, good it's apparently hard to pinpoint i'm not <laughs> <laughs> fucking what
1: is this skull island just
0: shows up when it wants the <laughs> yes
1: yes the japanese named it mano umi which means evil sea and it's also more commonly referred to as the devil sea Ancient Japanese fishermen believed a dragon lived near the Izu Islands at the bottom of the sea. The dragon's magical breath was the cause of strange lights and huge bubbles appearing beneath the surface of the water. So, you know, it's like... um, Swamp gas... Yeah. (laughs) Swamp
0: gas. Or,
1: you know, methane bubbles. uh, Right, right. Sort of, you know, seismic activities, if you will. Who really knows? Uh, But that is kind of like where the origin of the Dragon's Triangle, the name the Dragon's Triangle
0: came from. I mean, it's pretty dope. I'm, I'm huge into dragons, so I'm pretty I
1: um, won't lie. I picked it because it, the, the name was Dragon's Triangle. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that sounds that. pretty fucking rad. Yeah. I'm into it.
0: <laughs> see, I didn't see that originally might have changed mine. Bennington's okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my uh,
1: I think one of the the best examples of this starts with uh, a Mongolian invasion in 1281 it's believed that conqueror kublai khan fifth great khan of the mongol empire and grandson of genghis khan i'm not going to say genghis for reasons that i'm not really going to like dive into or whatever <laughs> but i mean there are obviously uh, yeah. debates on how you pronounce it i'm saying genghis for yeah, the record
0: yeah you, you do you do you <laughs>
1: genghis khan commanded 900 man- mongol ships carrying 40,000 soldiers to invade japan The fleet embarked from mainland China across the Dragon's Triangle with orders to reinforce a fleet of 100,000 troops to overwhelm Japanese defenders. The legend says that kamikaze, or divine winds, were called upon by the Emperor of Japan. Kublai Khan's fleet was devastated and the Japanese repelled the invaders. I know what Ryan's thinking about right he's now. He's like, man, he's, he's getting a little Ooh, overwhelmed.
0: Getting a little teary-eyed over here, man. The divine wins, dog. Yeah,
1: and I had no idea. Kamikaze. Yeah,
0: no. You know. Okay, you guys do know that it's in
1: it's in Ghosts for, of Tsushima. Tsushima. Yeah, yeah, they talk about the much, Kamikaze and this wins. was one of the things that I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm so into this God, right that's now. that's so
0: cool, dude. Yeah, so if any of you didn't know, this is not to mention podcasts. We're fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ghosts, Ghosts of Tsushima, yeah. fucking awesome game, dude. Uh, Brilliant game,
1: and basically what I love about it and what what I love that you're bringing all of this up for is the fact that uh, the hero in the game was... Kind of a metaphor for the storm, the storm. that basically eventually saved yeah, Japan from yeah. the invasion. The
0: whole his whole being is a metaphor. For
1: and it, for yeah. the record, this is actually slightly relevant because a new uh, um, DLC has come out. That's for downloadable content I- again. Downloadable Iki. content for <laughs> any of you that are <laughs> not <don't> nerds. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Iki Island, and I have been so fucking stoked to play yeah. this DLC, and I can't, can't because yeah. this summer is so hot. Am my ps <laughs> overheats. <laughs> so I have this rad DLC that I'm going to play here eventually when uh-huh. the, it gets a little bit cooler. But
0: Yeah, this is so dope, though. Kamikaze wins. Give it to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Kublai Khan's fleet was devastated and the Japanese repelled the invaders after a 50-day stalemate. Later strengthening the truth behind the legend, divers and marine archaeologists have found the remaining Mongol fleets resting in a watery grave in this triangular area known as the Devil Sea. Nice. Dang. Except they
0: can't pinpoint where it is. So, (laughs) I appreciate the gumption to you archaeologists out there and you divers, but uh, apparently you don't know exactly
1: where this triangle lies. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, obvious explanations, uh, especially uh, we had kind of talked about the Chinese or the Japanese uh, fisherman myth where there were like bubbles and lights. Well, that has been pretty commonly attributed to volcanic and seismic activities. Japan, lies in waters that are very volcanic yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that a lot of these uh, kind of myths could be attributed to that sort of activity mm-hmm. below the surface of the water
0: uh i so funny thing it, and i'm not i'm gonna take i'm gonna take us down memory lane real quick uh sorry mentionables um i remember <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna apologize right now yeah, uh, i remember i think it was like seventh grade or something i totally faked sick um uh it, <laughs> One of the Medal of Honor games had come out, and Josh, you and Mm. I, it was on Xbox. (laughs) We wouldn't stop playing it together. We were obsessed. (laughs) So I faked sick that day, just so that like, in the afternoon I could be like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit better, and that way I could play it with you all day. You know what I mean? (laughs) But uh, we ended up uh, getting stuck, and you might not remember this in particular, but we got stuck on a Nat Geo thing about dragons, and they actually talked about methane gas coming up and that being a huge inspiration for okay. dragons. No, and I don't remember
1: this. Yeah, but no, that's yeah. exactly. And they
0: talked about like you know serpents being in the the waters and shit, and then right. they see these gas bubbles come up and light on fire, sure, and sure. that gave this whole idea for these serpents that breathe flame. You right. Know? Well, and then on top yeah. of that,
1: these waters that lie between in the in this triangle, a lot of it uh, incorporates like some of the Philippines, and it basically lies between Japan. Uh, Japan and China are renowned uh, for being rough seas. Like yeah. they are notably rough and uh, and torrential seas. So, like, you've got... They're prone to typhoons constantly. Of course. So, the typhoons that, that would have been attributed most likely to the uh, sinking of the Mongolian fleets and are not something that's uncommon in those waters.
0: Right. Now, Colin, what's the difference between a typhoon and a hurricane, if you will? Yeah, well... Oh, we've... Uh, Colin's a <laughs> meteorologist <laughs> over here. <laughs> Him and I had to sit down. We were okay. stuck at the bank one day, so, you know, we went down uh, a rabbit hole. Basically, the
1: difference between a hurricane um, and... A typhoon, a typhoon are they're they're just tropical yeah, because i have no idea <laughs> yeah, exactly they're yes. just tropical storms yeah. but in different hemispheres yeah basically that's no shit about it uh i think like in size i the, thought i think size has a little bit to do with it maybe yeah. i don't know but like it yeah, basically they are essentially the same thing but you call them something different depending on where Which in, the in the globe it huh. happens yeah. I mean, I might be completely wrong about that, but that's what I got. Fun
0: facts with Colin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also found this uh, story called Utsuro Bune. Uh, This is obviously from Japan. um, And the Utsuro Bune, or hollow boat, was an unknown object that allegedly washed ashore in 1803 on the eastern coast of Japan. Why does weird shit always wash up in the 1800s? Yeah, Yeah, what's with the century? (laughs) Why can't it just wash up in the 2000s? Yeah, that's a valid question. So, stories tell of a beautiful woman with skin pale as snow arriving aboard a vessel that resembled a rice cooking pot. So it, you know, kind like of Like a really big rice cooking. Pot? No, not particularly. Oh, like really? The size of like one person, like almost like a like a, like, like, a, like,
0: a, like Dragon Ball Z personal yeah, like space a capsule. Pot. Yeah, a capsule. <laughs> <Thank> yes, <you. laughs> yes, very much like that. Fuck, we're really um, letting our nerd flag yeah, fly. God damn it!
1: <laughs> Upon inspection, the mysterious woman wore unknown fabrics, spoke in an unknown language, and unknown characters oh, this or bitch symbols is an alien, were bro. written inside the craft. Time travel or alien? Which one? So which museum do I go to to see it? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They got me. Come well, on. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, that would be a thing, but believed by locals to be a princess in exile for infidelity, the woman was put back into the boat <laughs> oh God, and no. cast out into the sea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> be gone. Get out of here. Go and get.
1: Seriously. And so like, apparently (laughs) it was, there were, um, maybe like elders, I guess the way I understand it, elders that said that this was not the first time that this had happened and that they were like exiled princesses or, uh, you know, uh, royalty from some foreign, uh, civilization look guys the way i see it there's like a 10 percent chance that this is an exiled princess and we, <laughs> yeah. don't, fuck yeah, we don't want to yeah we don't want that in the here. boat <laughs> well
0: okay now to be fair i mean that the, the, those asian cultures i feel like were i mean i guess mainly china were very much that's why they built the fucking wall was to keep people out you know, sure. they didn't want, they didn't want to be a part of the rest of the world. Yeah, because but where's that shit your humanity? Yeah, yeah. but honestly, oh, some and random not person not shows deep, up. Okay, let me put not it Not
1: to you. shit on what you're talking about. I am talking about Japan. They are on uh, yeah. a fucking island. Right, like, there's right. Like, you are very much right, but like, there is not much you. more secluded but here's, than let me just island.
0: Let me just put it to you this way. A rice bowl. Uh, the size of a DBZ capsule shows up at our front doorstep with a pale woman speaking a foreign language with strange hieroglyphics in their capsule. When you answer the door, what do you do, Colin? I slam the door in her face. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh, what would you do?
1: Yeah, I just take a stick and push that back out. <laughs>
0: You're all ragging on them for sending this bitch back out in the water when, I mean, in reality, I would do the same damn thing if you showed up
1: in my house. Uh, so I do want to source my... Uh, source your sighted? Yes, I want to source my sighted. I want to cite my sources, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> the Mystery of Utsurobune, Ancient UFO Encounter in Japan by Soichi Kaimon. I uh, fucking fucked that name up royally, I'm sure. But uh, I also had a couple of other like uh, documentaries that I watched. This one gets a little bit out there in left field. Oh yeah, no,
0: pale woman showing up in rice cooker yeah, wasn't out in left well, field. Well, I
1: mean, this one might actually kind of uh, eclipse that a little bit. But the Unaguni Monument, this is considered like the Japanese Atlantis. Now we already talked about merpeople and all mm-hmm, of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that Those this is damn tricksters. Um, kind of more or less uh, something that definitely like ties into the vortices uh, concept but it was discovered in 1986 it's a um formations that lie i I think i read about like 60 feet not like super deep but outside in uh the waters of japan rectangular sandstone formations and they're found underwater and they kind of resemble a five-step pyramid they are conveniently located at the same latitude as the bermuda triangle which is one of the vortices and the right, you know, Sandersons, right. one of the ley line list. things, exactly. And so, I, I this is where it the things become incredible. Where I've just talked about all of this, I found that is the information from the ancient alien. Uh, oh. Series. Oh, good, <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Very credible, reputable source. Yes. Super. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I would tell you to mess up the non-existent hair on your head and tell me aliens, but I think you got yeah, this. Basically. <laughs> Ryan already mentioned my topic. You know it. You love it.
1: The Bridgewater <laughs> Triangle. <laughs> you know it. You love it. Bridgewater. It's located in Massachusetts. Mass. And what I want to talk about in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Shouting out the mass, dog. The Hockamock Swamp. The Hockamock? On paper, this place basically sounds like a real-life Gravity Falls, if you've seen the show. Oh, yeah. X-Files... Nerd flag fly, baby. Nice. X-Files seems tame compared to all of the claims coming from here. The triangle covers a 200... <laughs> s- <laughs> the triangles <laughs> covers a t- Yeah. 200-square-mile area, and the Hockamock spans a whopping 16,950 acres. For someone interested in cryptozoology, the paranormal, aliens, or just weird and unexplained things, the Bridgewater Triangle has a lot to offer. It's all a bit daunting, in my opinion. Ghosts, devil dogs, thunderbirds, giant snakes, <laughs> satanic what? ritual sites. Just the gambit? Prehistoric rock carvings, missing people, possible serial killers, Native American burial grounds, and of course, Bigfoot sightings. And you I know, yeah.
0: I, I just want to point out, I love... That the Bennington Triangle and the Bridgewater Triangle, they're not terribly far from each other. You're talking yeah, no, Massachusetts and Vermont. They're basically next-door neighbor yeah. vertices. Yeah, and I, I think that's very funny that yeah. like your list has some things that mine did not. But also has very similar yeah, things very going similar, on, right? So, and
1: both definitely fucking... Eastern Seaboard. Did,
0: yes. did anybody find anything about like Sedonia? Is that right, Sedonia in Arizona? Sedonia. Yeah. It, it, like, don't they have like crazy? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, later. yeah. Hey, mentionables, if you're still with us, this is not to mention podcast. You I'm be. Ryan. Colin's talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> first, a little background. The Bridgewater Triangle is an area
1: that was largely inhabited by the Wampanoag people and they had been there a long time. Archaeologists have found burial sites dating back 8,000 years and the Wampanoag reportedly told stories of their ancestors living there when it was still covered in glaciers. Uh, I found reports saying that that area would have been covered in glaciers between 14 and 25,000 years ago. So they've been there a long time. Good (laughs) year. fine yeah (laughs) even they had a love-hate relationship with the swamp revering it for its bounty but also respecting it as a place of danger and peril filled with creatures from folklore just as likely to trick or hurt you as they are to help you not to mention the very real dangers inherent in venturing into any swamp that large and dense right it's very obvious how they felt about it it's in the name Hakamak translates to place where spirits dwell oh Oh, that's dope I was just gonna ask if you guys
0: knew that god damn it dude Bennington Triangle oh yeah the place where spirits <laughs> dwell and fucking dragon's lair merpeople triangle yeah
1: I mean I, <sighs> I I liked yours missing people's stories are yeah. always intriguing oh, yeah no
0: <laughs> <laughs> Buck up, buddy. I want a Thunderbird. <laughs> I want a Thunderbird.
1: Ryan's got topic envy.
0: <laughs>
1: when English settlers showed up, there was initially a lot of fighting in the area. Around the mid-1600s, after negotiating a peace treaty, things had simmered down a little bit. However... Simmered <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> However, the English became increasingly oppressive, as they were known to do. Uh, encroachment on Native American lands and poor treatment led to an uprising
0: of sorts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never heard. (laughs) Yeah, right? Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Poor treatment of Native Americans? No fucking way. Look, dude, I've seen
1: Avatar. They win, okay? (laughs) <laughs> wow In 1675 Led by a recently deceased Wampanoag chief's son Metacomet A.K.A. King Philip Natives staged their rebellion From Hockamock Swamp Using their knowledge of the area As an advantage The Hell fighting yeah. was brutal And it quickly became known As King Philip's War uh, I did a lot of research into this uh, It sucked me in i was never really, heard of this either f- It was really fascinating uh, If that sort of thing Is something that Intrigues you uh, Go look it up Educate yourself Honestly I bit. think I'm going to
0: I feel like I've heard about it, but yeah, I definitely, definitely would. It's
1: very possible that you did for multiple reasons, which I'm about to get into. <laughs> you better. The conflict spread to cover a large area and, and include a large number of settlements. Both sides used a very no-holds-barred tactic. Nothing was off limits, women and children were given no quarter, and torture was fair game. It remains the bloodiest conflict per capita in America. Damn. Yep. No shit. Whoa, bro. No shit.
0: That swamp got fucking dangerous. Yeah, for real, though. Wow. Uh, it Dude, was... that's incredible.
1: Yeah. So Seriously, think it was, about that. It was a lot of hit-and-run tactics. They would go... Right. guerrilla tactics, yeah. They would go where the English weren't, and they would hit them hard, disappear into the swamp again. So, it, for the English, it was a lot of trying to get ahead of them and catch them at the right time, basically. Eventually, the cold winter took its toll, and the hit-and-run tactics of the King Philip's army began to fail. His people had become war-weary and supplies were short. Despite being told they would be given amnesty upon surrender, which they did surrender, a lot of native people were sold into slavery and King Philip was caught and drawn and quartered. His head put on display on a pike where it remained for 20 years. This does does
0: not sound like the Europeans that I was taught about in high school. How does a head stay on a pike
1: for 20 years?
0: It's a skull at that point, Yeah, right. right. Maybe they embalmed it, ew, sorry. Yeah, that was a bad thought. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe they embalmed it. Yeah,
0: I, had, I had to be Holy the one that shit. made it dark this week, you know. Well. I never do it, so. In the aftermath
1: of King Philip's war, an artifact that was very important to the Wampanoag was lost, presumably stolen. Metacomit's wampum belt. It was exceptionally long with thousands of beads woven into it and essentially served as a document of the tribe's history. Legends say that Hakamak Swamp and the land surrounding it will remain cursed until it's returned. I don't know if it's implied that the Wampanoag placed the curse themselves. Personally, I find it unlikely that they had the time in between waging war and being enslaved (laughs) to cast cast curses Um, on people. Plus, it's a claim that seems cliche at best and racist at worst. Yeah. Still, the point's been made. It's a place with history full of strife and blood, a place that was already considered otherworldly long before we arrived on this continent. Insert advertisement here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come to uh, Hammond... Hammond... Hammock? Is, it, is this a sandals uh, Come down to Ham Sandwich Swamp. Uh, ham Sandwiches sandwich swamp. and Hammocks.
1: <laughs> Come on down to Ham Sandwich Swamp. Look, I'm I'm just saying right now... I've got a week off of work and ham sandwiches and hammocks are probably in my <laughs> near future. Uh,
0: that's, the, that's the Vortex's band's first album. Is Vortices. Uh, uh, Vile, Vortices. Vile Vortices. Vile Vortices' first album is ham sandwiches and hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yep, I love it. There's
1: a lot to see in Bridgewater
0: Triangle, even
1: when you're not hunting for Bigfoot or, U- Bigfoot or UFOs. But majority of the claims come from Hockamock Swamp. Although one can't help but question the credibility of any of these claims, there's an alarming amount of consistency in the reports and a lot of witnesses that by and large want nothing to do with any sort of publicity. Which is great for credibility, but terrible for my research. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I was going to say, well that sounds reasonable, but yeah, absolutely. There are some really cool Bigfoot and UFO stories out of BWT, but we'll skip those for now. First off, I want to talk about Pukwudgies. The uh, who yeah, so... Pugs? <laughs> puk p- 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 Dogs? So, <laughs> the Puckwajis were a creature from Native American, particularly Wampanoag for- uh, folklore. I think some of the other tribes in the area may have talked about them as well, but... Okay. puk were a creature of short stature kind of what we would think of as like a modern day goblin basically Mm -hmm. but it was said to have like gray skin a large nose large hands large feet like disproportionate to its body basically okay
0: um like josh when he wakes up first thing in the morning fuck you (laughs) Uh, short big eyes (laughs) wampanoag lore
1: says that they actually started out very friendly to their peoples and there was a lot of cooperation between them and the puck wudgies who fucked it up uh somebody fucked fucked it up up. somebody fucked it up because eventually they became not just they they didn't just dislike the wampanoag they became hostile towards humans in general Mm. uh it said that it got to the point where instead of helping people they would uh trick you lead you down the wrong path, try and Ooh, get you then. lost. Yeah. Or sometimes even hurt you, uh, trick you into following it somewhere yeah. dark. And now this definitely you know... sounds
0: like me pissing Josh off first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically my morning routine, Tricks actually. Tricks me, he leads me down yep. the hallway, beats the shit out of me.
1: <laughs> it's been that way since we were children. Yeah. So besides puck wedgies there's a lot of other stuff going on in these swamps and woods in the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, I'll start with ghosts. The Mad Trucker of Copacut Road. Now. Mad Trucker, that's my handle on online.
0: actually. Cut, cut a Cup
1: Road. Copa Copacut.
0: Cup of Joe. Cup Cup of Joe Road. So the cup Mad Trucker
1: <laughs> might not even necessarily be a ghost. It much it might just be some guy who has grown some weed plants out there and is incredibly hostile about anybody being in that area. Who knows?
0: You get that. But
1: the story goes that if you're driving on the wrong part of Copacut Road. Uh, a truck may follow you. Like the left you. side? Yeah, like yeah. what's the wrong... Like the left yeah. side of the road? The part with the mad trucker. Oh. Okay. Uh, he he will follow Is, you signs? for a long period of time. Is there like a warning? Yeah, Do you mad, wear? mad trucker crossing? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say There's, mad like, trucker there's crossing. like
0: ten signs, like two miles, two. <laughs>
1: One and a half miles,
0: to One mile. Mile old. markers, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No stops in between here and the mad trucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the mad trucker will follow you for a long time eventually start flashing his lights honking his horn and before you jeepers know it creepers he's running you off the yeah. road jeepers, jeepers fucking jeepers creepers, creepers.
0: Status. which fascinatingly enough jeepers creepers was based on a michigan murder unsolved mysteries really yeah a little fun fact for you there a fun, fact. <laughs> fun fun facts fact. with me <laughs> ghost number two
1: the red-headed hitchhiker of route 44 you know
0: i think he's a little bit more important than the ghost two. number
1: 2 like yeah. you really yeah, going to no, do him really like, gonna shit on him like that i'm sorry going to do i'm sorry god damn i've nicknamed him mickey <laughs> 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 of, Counts, course he, of course he did he's just making sure we're going to get uh, ahead. if you caught that reference uh this podcast is for you the red-headed hitchhiker is basically what it sounds like it's a ghostly figure with a long beard and red hair that is hitchhiking on the side of the road. When you pull up next to him, he disappears. One guy said that, like, the image of his face froze onto his window in the middle of winter once and just scared the bejesus out of him.
0: You know, weird stuff yeah. going
1: on with ghosts. Now,
0: there's just one big problem with that. Is there that.
1: ever not weird shit going on with ghosts? Right, yeah.
0: And also, the, the, the biggest thing, the reason I just can't trust what you're telling me. No soul. So no face? No soul. So, what do you mean? Red-haired people don't have souls. Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) How can he be a ghost? Mickey (laughs) doesn't have a soul. God damn it, dude. I'm sorry to all of my red-headed people out there and my friends. Colin's got some red hair in his beard, so. I do have red hair in my beard. Uh, I love, there's, you're fine. Go. (laughs) (laughs) So, there
1: are a lot of ghosts. The last one I'll mention is uh, kind of cliche, but still cool. Lady of the Ledge.
0: Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, Why she, is that cool? The, <laughs> le- <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Ledge Lady. Uh, it's got a story. Ledge Lady, land. lady it's... on the Ledge. Vile <laughs> vertices coming in. <laughs> it's said that a uh, Native American uh, lady, a uh, young woman was in love with a white man and her father didn't approve and would not let her be with him uh, she was distraught and in her distress threw herself off of a ledge uh, you can go and see this ledge uh, it's in the forest in that area uh Freetown forest I do believe it's yeah, called yeah um, it's actually it's look, a if want to make a t- if yeah. we want to make a tourist spot out of every Ledge that some doofus has thrown themselves off of. I mean,
0: (laughs) 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 throwing shade, dog. Um,
1: A lot of people say that uh, you can still see her uh, ghostly figure standing on the ledge, Uh, and a lot of people say that Pukwajis like to use that ledge in particular. To push people off of so if you're ever standing at that ledge watch your back don't stand on the ledge yeah don't (laughs) go don't go that far to the ledge like that's there's seems like a simple answer there (laughs) and if you see a
0: lady standing there don't approach by no means (laughs) no means
1: giant snakes in the 1930s around the great depression era uh there was a group called the Civilian Conservation Corps. And it was a public program to basically try to... <laughs> Your acronym was CCT? Yes. <laughs> the triple C. Sorry. Uh, They're... Much better than triple X. The goal was basically to help with, like, environmental cleanup programs and things like that and give people employment. Uh, it employed a shitload of people. At one point, the CCC came into Hakamok to do some cleanup. Uh, Hakamak at that time wasn't in a great shape because after the Native Americans were run out of there, people saw it as useless and a nuisance, basically. Right. Um, In the process of cleaning up, they came across either... It, it depends on what account you read, but either a snake or a lot of snakes that were the size of stovepipes. Appa- okay. Oh, uh, yeah. shit. Apparently they, you know, large snakes are not common in this area whatsoever, right. so seeing that was weird enough apparently they were so frightened by the size and length of this thing that they refused to even go back to work. They came out, told people about it, and they were like, we're done here let's go. Yeah, that's actually why I have next week off. I told them that I saw a big snake and I can't come <laughs> into work.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, Boss. Real big snake out there. Can't I'm, just, do it. I'm, I'm not I'm, gonna be. I'm not gonna so, be there. To, <laughs> you know, giant snakes, uh,
1: pukwudgies casting illusions to keep humans out of their swamp, or people just trying to get out of work. You decide. <laughs> the Black Dog of Abington. Uh, Man,
0: these all have such cool fucking yeah, that's names. A, that's a rad
1: name. God like I said, dude, damn. this place is chock full of weird shit. It's amazing. So the Black Dog of Abington. Obviously, happened in the town of Abington, which is the northmost. Oh, weird! Yeah, weird. Yeah, I right? didn't see that coming. The northmost town of the triangle. uh The black dog was spotted by a wife and her husband who owned a couple of. uh I don't know if they were horses or ponies. I feel like I, I read ponies. Either way, we'll go with ponies because <laughs> yeah. I like ponies better. I mean, you know, it, it, it was an equestrian. <laughs> I mean, not more couples. than dogs, yeah. but uh, for the story's purpose. Yeah. She came out to see the dog over her ponies eating their throats out. It had basically torn the throats out and was eating them. I'm sorry. I guess I should have put like a a disclaimer (laughs) or a warning for people who are sensitive to that sort of thing. If you're a a Um, brony, then this is going to be hard for you. (laughs) Her husband grabbed a bat, came out, saw it. Went back inside, grabbed a gun. Yeah, <laughs> came yeah, out yeah. and shot at it <laughs> and missed. Yeah, uh, apparently it was huge, black and gray, and uh, had red eyes. In some so accounts, they, they ran into a
0: dire wolf. Yeah, is what you're right. Me.
1: Basically, yeah. Um, there were a lot of reports about the dog. Uh, panic spread throughout the triangle and they ended up getting thousands of calls in several different towns uh people saying they had seen the dog in a couple of cases it was like people from the same apartment building calling in the same time frame like. so hmm, there's definitely something weird going on there uh it's well, just well, jim's always, dog right? chip it yeah, ain't that right. big of a deal <laughs> uh unfortunately it wasn't really actually spotted by authorities again after that though police ran all over the place to these calls trying to find it and nobody really saw the dog again
0: dang dude never to be seen again the dog of blabbington never to be <laughs> seen again god damn it i can tell you're listening yeah, yeah. i'm enthralled dude <laughs>
1: What would a paranormal vortex be without some culty acti- activity? Yeah, no, really though. Uh the Fall River Murders is kind of where the cult activity starts uh in the f- in Fall River, I think is actually like just south of the triangle. Okay. But the triangle was a human-made concept, so who knows where the vort is? Exactly vort, like vort I was Texas. saying with the dragons' triangle, like exactly where the you know yeah. the triangulation the lies. Stops. It's
0: it, it's a little blurry. Listen, we're experts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it kind of uh, started out vague. Um, there were weird. Uh, animal killings happening in the woods mutilated bodies and mm, classic spray painting of upside down pentagrams yep. and 666 yeah, all no, of that Every stuff.
0: everyday shit classic yep
1: and then eventually they found a known prostitute murdered behind some bleachers at a high school oh, Jesus Christ in Fall River um, it was quickly, pretty quickly, found out by the cops that there was a prostitution ring and members of those prostitution ring were involved in satanic rituals. Oh, shit. Uh, this was confirmed. 100% a real thing. Now, a lot of cult stuff gets blown out of proportion, but this right. is like the real deal. These people actually believed that they were worshiping Satan and uh, sacrificing in his name, basically whoa damn they i think if i'm not mistaken tracked down a couple people and arrested them but the ring was still active right of course uh there was a detective in freetown i do believe or fall river i'm not sure it's all kind of a little bit blurry for me right now but
0: detective of gravity falls
1: alan elves and he was very largely involved in any of the uh, investigations regarding cult activity in that area
0: for pretty much the duration. Yeah, I mean, I could see... It doesn't sound like these were... I mean, you know, when I hear Freetown or whatever, or, or Fall River... I mean, there were several
1: detectives. Apparently, the first murder he didn't work on, he only... Uh, oh, I'm just saying, in. like,
0: it's kind of a smaller place. Yeah, like, so yeah. So, these are probably detectives brought in from, like, Boston or something. One would uh, right. I think.
1: I think they did actually have their own uh, Fall River detectives, and or
0: Freetown detectives. I mean, I guess, yeah, whatever. maybe weird... Like, enough weird shits going on that yeah. finally they were like, we need <laughs> yeah, some detectives. Right, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um... Bring in Jack Bauer. They had heard rumors
1: (laughs) of a satanic group doing satanic rituals in the Freetown Forest and in an apartment building in Fall River. So they actually infiltrated the cult and attended several of their meetings where they were doing rituals and chants and all of that
0: shit. They Donnie Brasco? The they call Donnie <laughs> Brasco. That's <laughs> like shit. exactly
1: what I was thinking. No
0: shit. It's a Fugazi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: they eventually, in an interview with one of the prostitutes in the ring, found out that they had murdered somebody else. Uh, they were supposed to do up a, a follow inter- up interview with her, and she didn't show up. They found her several months later, presumably murdered by the cult. Uh, they did eventually find the cult leaders or the prostitute ringleaders, one in the same. Yeah, yeah. And they arrested them and prosecuted them pretty much to the fullest extent of uh, so. life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And they unfortunately claim that the cult activity didn't really stop there. Uh, it basically continued up until 1999 when they found
0: a dozen slaughtered calves. Look, uh, dude, you've got to cut off every head of the high tech, <laughs> okay? Like, it, it, we know how this shit works, dude. You cut off one head, that shit just regrows, you All know? right,
1: who's doing the head cutting yeah. here,
0: us or the Satan? Like, you who's took the away sa- the leaders, people? but you didn't get rid of their generals or, or their sergeants. Like, you gotta oh. take it all down, dude. Wow, you, you really got this all down to a science, huh? Well, dude, look, I've done a lot of detective work, a lot of PI work in my days, and it just, you know, you gotta take them all. It's not just one and done. Ryan, (laughs) PI, private investigator. Private.
1: I don't know how to do this saxophone sound. It's all right. So that's enough cult activity. Shit's kind of depressing me. Uh, (laughs) 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 Fucking uh, the the last story that I have is from a fellow named Bill Russo, and he good guy. He uh, actually I was... don't
0: know if you want to say that, that guy. yet. We've been hearing a lot of really bad stories. <laughs> yeah, right, right.
1: No, Bill Bill Russo is a fantastic dude. Uh, he, oh, real stand-up hero, huh? Yeah, I mean, he seems like a nice dude anyway. Uh, so he was actually in the documentary that Ryan and I watched about Bridgewater. Wow. Forgot the name. Nice. <laughs> the name of what? The, the, the topic My that you're covering topic. for this entire fucking episode? <laughs> fucking... jesus christ no i get it josh's was just that good i'm I'm tired josh's
0: was that good
1: bill russo had a little bit where he did an interview in the documentary and that bit actually ended up being used for like several tv shows and all kinds of stuff and he eventually uh wrote a blog about it i was worried that i was gonna go to look and find the blog and like it'd be a broken link or some stuff but it's actually still there and he updates it uh I don't know if he has recently, but he was commenting and editing, keeping up with it. Anyways, he said that he didn't tell anybody this story for a long time because he didn't want to sound like a wackadoo. But he,
0: (laughs) he, uh, what is the definition (laughs) of?
1: Define (laughs) wackadoo. wackadoo. (laughs) Yeah, wack and you do. We're talking
0: about Sergeant Wackadoo here. I'm pretty sure we're all three wackadoos. Yeah. He. I cannot. I don't want to be a part of that. No. I do not affiliate with Wackadoo.
1: <laughs> so, he decided in his soul, his old age that in it was in, yeah, in his soul yeah, and his <laughs> soul deep down. It was time to, you know, tell the story though so that it was at least out there. Right,
0: yeah. Spill spill the spill the beans.
1: So, Bill Russo did the late night shift and he would oftentimes come home and take his dog for a walk and let her do her thing. And she, he said that she was a particularly fearless dog. Like he mentioned taking her to the zoo and uh, a bison like rushed them and even put a dent in the fence. And she was sitting there like barking at it the whole time. <laughs> uh, he said it was a very uh, small but feisty dog, basically. It's a cute dog. And he... It's a good dog. Yeah, he's a good boy. He wanted to emphasize this because that's the reason why when his dog got scared... He felt he had a legitimate reason to also be scared, so they're on their walk, and uh, he is by a lot of swamp area right by it. He' said like a stone throw away, okay. And he's coming back around to his house. and near his house, there's one street lamp that shines a pretty perfect circle. You can imagine it in your head, you know he's yeah. got his house in the background. he's walking up, light shining. And he hears something kind of off in the shadows. And he's a little bit weirded out. Uh, He says there's somebody there. And he sees something that looks like a small child. And it's talking and he can't really understand what it's saying. And he says, hey, do you need help? Like, what's wrong? What's going on? Who are you? And then he pushed that bitch back into the capsule and sent her (laughs) out. Yeah, right. (laughs) Get back in the small. He said that he heard this, uh, what sounded like Kier, I want you, which sounds weird and made up, but some Hodor shit. He later claims that he thinks it was broken English. Okay,
0: here, I want you. Yes, I nailed uh, it. I got it, right? Am I what
1: do I win? 10 points for Josh. <laughs> you
0: win last Are You Smarter Than Josh episode. Nice,
1: <laughs> um. He said that he didn't realize that that might have been what it was saying until afterward, but uh, he was really concerned. Thought it was a lost child or something like that. Of course. Until it stepped into the light, and he saw that it was short and had a pot belly, and looked old, and was covered in hair. Is this is is this me again? (laughs) (laughs) Now it's not exactly the description of wearing a a robe right yes <laughs> big beard. Yeah, beard. this is yeah. Josh. Yeah, that's josh he just woke up bullet cream of wheat <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, vacation so he's pretty startled as you can imagine uh a lot of people think what he was describing although it's not the exact description that people are used to might have been
0: a puck watching. right the pugs yep yep yeah I, that's actually where my mind went when you said a small sure. child so he was pretty terrified,
1: mostly because of the reaction of his dog. He started to back away, and it started motioning with its arm, like, come closer to me. Uh, yeah, fuck no. And saying, Kiri you want you over again. Basically uh, the worst gesture he could possibly <laughs> yeah, make. Yeah, yeah. And it, he said that it started getting, like, high-pitched and shrill, like, it was alarmed. Like, it really needed him to come here. And he said he almost felt like it was trying to prevent something bad from happening to him. Like, it was, like, alarmed and, like, you need to you get need over You need to here. come over okay. here, yeah. But he said his dog was so afraid that he couldn't bring himself to do it. He was like, no, I, I've i got to go. And he started circling around it. And it kept, like, getting higher pitched, almost siren-like. Here he wants you, like get over here! Oh my
0: god, dude, what? And he freaked out and
1: rushed inside of his house and spent the rest of the night trying to figure out what the fuck just happened.
0: Uh, Agent Jack Bauer had a night, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) God damn!
1: Now he didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge of the Bridgewater Triangle. This was back in, like, the 80s or 90s when the Bridgewater Triangle was, if not already coined, uh, just
0: have it's just been right. coined I as mean, a term. Yeah, somebody gave this shit the name because uh, of the weird things that particularly
1: happened. Particularly an author, Lauren Coleman. He wrote, uh, I, I believe it's called Mysterious America. Yeah. And what's cool about his book is he, before internet was a thing, he heard rumors about weird places in America, went there, yeah, investigated and wrote yeah. about it. Like it seems so much more substantial before the internet. You know yeah, what I right? mean? Like there's just so much fake shit out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing well,
0: the, you got to do the field work. Well, yeah, he's, the field work, he's, right. he's doing
1: in-person interviews, so he's yeah. able to get like a
0: first-person take on the credibility of. Yeah, these you get people. the vibes of the people who seems like they're bullshit and who yeah. seems like they're really fucking scared and traumatized. And where are events. the? Where's
1: the consistency? Yeah. Where do things match up? Where don't they? So uh and he actually does mention that uh people didn't want their names uh yeah you know of put out there and you know stuff, anonymous like, shit very much so however bill did eventually find out that this place was considered a vortex and a lot of weird stuff goes on here up until then he just it was just the place he lived he didn't know that there was anything strange about it right it wasn't until like maybe slightly before or after he did the documentary that people bought to his attention that it might have been a Pukwudgie and his dog might have saved his life. Good boy. I like that That's narrative, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um. He said that yeah, best uh, friend. Yes. looking back on it, he's really glad that his dog was afraid as it was and he's really glad that he didn't go with it because it may just have been a trick. Yeah, I'm going to push him off that ledge. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to clarify, Bill Russo. I looked up the town he lives in. Please, smack please, dab. Please. I won't say Agent Jack Bauer. Well, I guess he's probably. He, he <laughs> says on the internet, so it doesn't matter. But smack dab in the center of the triangle.
0: Ooh, that's not a good place to be.
1: So to wrap up the Bridgewater and add a couple of like lighthearted, fun, crazy stuff going on here. You've got Kelvin Phillips, the smallest adult in the world at 26 and a half inches tall, recorded in Guinness World Book Records. Wow. You've got Isaac Spring, traveling circus entertainer that went by the nickname Living Skeleton and weighed approximately 46 <laughs> pounds. Holy shit. Grown man.
0: Whoa. Gross.
1: When archaeologists dug up caches of red ochre that were used in burial ceremonies by Native Americans. A lot of the ochre bubbled and dissolved uh, after being exposed to the air. They also said that they took a lot of archaeological pictures and none of them developed properly.
0: Oh, dang. Of
1: course. There was. Snap. For a long time <laughs> in Bridgewater itself, the town, there was a four legged tree. Uh, there was. Oh, uh... there's an old legend i've never found a tree with legs i I haven't seen a one-legged tree (laughs) (laughs) there's a legend that says a a tree with four legs is lucky to walk under so there was a man who lived in bridgewater i i want to say a long time ago but i honestly don't know when who grew trees and at a certain height chained them together so that they would continue to grow into one tree with four legs uh, it was there for a long time. Yeah. It was kind of, somewhat of a destination. People would go there and stand under it. Unfortunately, it's not there anymore.
0: Yeah, because some jackass came and tore it down. Probably. I think it started rotting and it became unsafe. Some dude was somebody like, somebody
1: realized we don't need. Some dude a four was like, tree. oh, this is
0: your lucky four-legged tree, rip! And the whole town was pissed. <laughs> and then this'll he make died. This will make a good chair. He died mysteriously two days later. Everybody blames the triangle, but we know it was the townspeople. I didn't know that you would. Studied my topic. <laughs> I know a lot about it. <laughs> you nailed it. That, that was the last thing I was going to
1: talk. I about. interviewed Agent Jack Bauer personally. <laughs> <laughs> Field work. Yes. Uh, so, like I said, there's the author Lauren Coleman. You can look up his work if you want to look into all of this a little bit more, or there are documentaries. There's lots of YouTube stuff, and there's even a Bridgewater podcast, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to those dudes. Yeah, shout
0: out to the Bridgewater podcast. That's cool.
1: I know the only thing that sucks about not to mention podcasts is the episodes aren't long enough, but uh, unfortunately, I think uh, that brings us to an end there. To a sad, sad end. Yeah, I mean, you can really tell our progression because I think I'm uh, maybe editing aside. We could possibly split this one into two. It's gone for so long. So
0: long. Farewell to you, my. Okay, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Little no. Disney, no. come on. <laughs> no, hey.
1: I don't, I'm, it, It's familiar, <laughs> but I can't even place it.
0: Uh, this is not to mention podcast. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, anywhere that you like to find your podcasts. And if we're not there, please just contact us and let us know
1: you can check out our facebook at not 2 m and uh definitely check out our instagram as well give us a follow there at not to mention pod and don't forget to visit our website www.nottomentionpodcast.com if you have any quests comments or concerns you can send those to not to mention pod at
0: gmail.com i'm ryan i'm josh and i'm colin and this has been not to mention podcast catch us every thursday at 6 a.m thanks for joining the dewitt triangle